1: Presented by AT and T. Connecting changes
0: everything.
4: Mallor here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? So we open up the chapter that says, this is pretty good here, uh, the shenanigans in the bubble. Trouble in paradise. Uh, we have not even gotten to the actual games. Not talking about games. We're just talking about other stuff involving professional basketball. The soap opera, which the NBA is known for, has taken over at Disney World. Now, in a previous episode, we talked about players complaining about their $250 a night hotel uh, the NBA also trying to make things as enjoyable as possible, brought in three DJs to entertain the NBA players. One guy showed up, Dwight Howard. But now we go further into the abyss, right? You probably remember, if you've been paying attention to this kind of stuff, that the NBA set up an anonymous hotline. Now, you remember that, right? You know, yeah, okay. okay. Uh, in or, in the bubble in Orlando. And, and for the people that are taking part in this strange ecosystem that they've set up. And it's essentially to call in and self-police bad behavior of everyone inside. And it, of course, was branded the Snitch Line uh, because you got to brand everything. And the uh, the service didn't hear anything about it for the first few days that this has been taking place. But now it's gone to the dark side. Uh, And if you've not been paying attention to this part of the story, maybe you missed it. We got a good one! Uh, So we are told that multiple tips have already been dropped on the hotline to report NBA protocol violations. Now, Shams over at The Athletic behind a paywall tells us that some players have already been issued warnings from violations that have taken place in the bubble. Now, many prominent NBA media are fully on board with this. They support the players ratting out the other players. I I am not in that camp on this one. I'm not. Now, it's complicated, and it's a complicated situation, so let us discuss. The question is simple. Will the NBA regret the snitch hotline? And I'm going to go thumbs up on that. This is going to end up being a thumbs up situation that the NBA is going to be like, we shouldn't have done that. You know, in second thought, if we could do it over, we wouldn't go down that road. Uh, And I've got Snow White, the arsonist, and McCarthyism. And we will combine all these things together. And we'll make a monologue in about 10 minutes or so. Now, to lead off with, this type of story is inevitable. Right? We goofed around about this when we first heard of the anonymous hotline, uh, this nefarious plan when it saw the light of day. You knew, you knew this outcome was a stone-cold lock. <laughs> the surprising part is that we haven't even started playing the games yet, and already the whistleblowers have come out of the woodwork like cockroaches, uh, and th- this is self inflicted wounds. Now, listen, since this is happening at Disney, I felt like the perfect analogy would be a Walt Disney related analogy, right? The, the NBA's anonymous tip line is the basketball version of Snow White's poisoned apple, right? Now, it's, it's used in an attempt to do away with the evildoers. Right, the ones, and I get it. Listen, I understand. You don't want the guys causing trouble and all that. I'm not. I'm not saying that this was not well intended, and it's great for what I do. So selfishly, I'm very happy that this is going on. I don't work in the NBA. I'm not going to go to any bubble. Uh, So for me, I'm just observing. I'm rubbernecking. (laughs) I'm driving down the highway. There's a 16 car pile up, and I'm looking at the damage. Is what I'm looking at. And so it's good. The narratives are going to be endless on this. I would say, though, all things being equal, it's a bad look for the NBA. You have active players who are already dropping a dime on other players. Stars and no-names selling each other down the river, uh, which creates a high level of toxicity uh, in the bubble. Now, furthermore, I, I get it. The NBA, they're trying to thread a needle. It's not easy to thread a needle. Uh, with this this hotline, and again, they had the, the greatest of intentions. I believe that to be true. They wanted to create the safest environment they possibly could, pull out all the stops, blah, 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 check all the boxes. But in trying to check all those boxes, they have created this weird dimension that is encouraging the police state. Right? Nobody wants to work in an environment like that. Now, You should not have to look over your shoulder. You say, well, if you do everything right, you don't have to worry about it. I understand that argument, but this has all the ingredients to develop into a combustible situation. Adam Silver is working as an arsonist holding the lighter fluid because you're going to have this acrimony play out in the games on the court. That's only part of the problem. The bigger issue, which is also inevitable, is that Eventually, this is going to lead into personal vendettas that are going to spill out outside of the court, right? Like real-life stuff where people are going to hold grudges against other players because they think, whether they have proof or not, that so-and-so ratted them out, right? And, and so th- those those are real-world issues here. So you have to strike the right balance. And listen, if if guys fall for the Instagram booty model honey trap, uh, that's on them, uh, if they order the ham and cheese hoagie and get it delivered on Postmates and then they go and they pick it up and they broke protocol of the quarantine and all, this should be admonished. The problem, though, is not that. The problem is that people are going to take advantage of this. You're going to have false positive reports, uh, meaning that some of the more Machiavellian figures in the NBA are going to use this to their advantage. And, you know, take a guy like LeBron James. LeBron's a cunning type of guy, right? Wouldn't put it past LeBron to make some kind of false claim. Because we all know the Lakers cannot beat the Clippers in a seven-game series head-to-head. This is the people's team. It's their year. It's their championship. All they have to do is go pick it up. But the NBA then, they waste resources investigating. So, like, let's say just say hypothetically, We'll play out this scenario where LeBron calls the hotline and says Hey I, I saw LeBron and uh, he he wasn't wearing a mask and uh, and he went and he, he picked up uh like a, a box of food from a delivery guy and he didn't wash his hands after. Uh, and then then the NBA is like, all right, we're going to investigate. We're going to spend some resources, waste some resources investigating. Kawhi, then, do they immediately suspend him? Do they put him in possible quarantine to confirm it? Do they go to the video cameras to see if LeBron's telling the truth? This whole fiasco reminds me of a part of my radio career. Early on in my radio career, I was working at a station, and there was some disharmony at the radio station, and our program director at the time had this brilliant idea. He said, you know what we're going to do? We are going to put a suggestion box in the newsroom, and any of you idiots that work at this radio station, it's completely anonymous. Uh, any complaints you have about the radio station or your other employees, you just put that in the suggestion box. Now, I was early in my career. I didn't really know much, and I, you know, neophyte, and, but I was told by one of the other veteran radio guys, do not put anything in the box don't do it. Well, one of the people that worked at the station slipped a note in the suggestion box. okay? And hand to God, all right, hand to God, that program director called every one of us into his office and interrogated us until he found out who wrote the note trashing the radio station, and then the guy was fired. So uh, th- that's just using that as an example... That's how I relate to this. Uh, So the last thing here, the final layer of the crummy cake is the keyboard investigators. And do not undersell this. Do not undersell this, right? This is opening up a hornet's nest is what it is. Uh, You have a wild goose chase going on right now with Internet sleuths who are trying to figure out who the NBA players are that complained about their other NBA players. Now, this is also bound to happen, and I'm relatively confident that we will find out some names, or at least the finger will be pointed at certain players. I'll set the idea. There's a 70% chance. Now, Woj is on suspension. How upset is Woj? This would have been his story. Shams got him. Shams got him because Woj got suspended for saying F you to a politician. Bad job by him. But anyway, so I'll set the odds at 70% that we will see some players named for snitching or ratting out some other players. This is an around the clock contest on social media to dabble in a form of doxing, right? It's a form of doxing for bad behavior and basketball McCarthyism and all that. The, The dirty tricks. And character assassination. But I'm more worried about the unfair allegations because that is the part of the story that is going to cause a whole lot of problems. A whole lot of problems for the NBA. And you know at some point that's going to happen.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
4: It used to be a gossip column. I don't know if it's still around, but they always had uh, tales from the naked city. Right, The naked city never sleeps. And Here's more tales from the naked city. Well, we have tales from the bubble. Bubble, 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 bubble. The NBA bubble. They're going to start playing games here later this month, pretty much right around August 1st, a couple days before that. The NBA will have some games. And as the NBA finishes up those final preparations for a return to action plan, we did a previous hour's monologue about the bubble snitch line, which is already getting a lot of work. Well, there's there's also talk about who's actually going to win, right? Who's going to stand at the peak of the mountain and hold up the the championship on top of the mountain? Now, who gets to host the hoist the trophy? Is it going to be the Bucks? Uh, fear the deer. Milwaukee rides off and wins for the first time since Lou Cinder, and A.K.A. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar that w- was there. Does Kawhi? lead the upstart Clippers, the people's team, to the Holy Grail. Well, that's actually what's going to happen. Uh, but some think that LeBron's going to piggyback ride the unibrow and and win good luck on that uh, with J.R. Smith playing key minutes in some of these playoff games. But another interesting subplot, and this is what I want to talk about here, uh, has emerged in Orlando. It involves the future of Giannis Adentacumbo affectionately known as the Greek freak. Now, if you've not heard about this one, maybe you have not. Uh, Now, this is a weasel term, but there's a mounting belief, weasel term, uh, that multiple NBA stars are going to take advantage of the bubble and the bubble life. And what do you think they're going to do? They're going to attempt, according to these reports, to brainwash Giannis to help them Convince him, uh, you know, help come to their team, and right, free agency's coming up. Giannis, the clock is a ticking. Uh, soon, soon he will be a free agent. Uh, not after this this season. The, this, they're laying the groundwork, right? You got to lay the, the groundwork and do the busybody work and all that stuff. It's kind of like when you you want to redo your kitchen, you got to do demo. You got to get rid of the old stuff before. So this is in a way, it's it's a form of demo. You have to convince Giannis to leave Milwaukee and then go to your team. Now, the part of the story which I thought was curious, uh, we are told that the Milwaukee Bucks are not concerned about players trying to recruit Giannis Adentakumbo during the NBA's bubble, the restart inside the ecosystem that Mickey Mouse built. So let us discuss the question, do you believe that the Milwaukee Bucks are not Worried about Adenta Kumbo's mind being changed during a possible two-month stay in a weird, empty arena environment there in Orlando. Now, listen, yeah, the, the Milwaukee Bucks. I, I don't believe it. You got to be pretty dumb, right? You got to be pretty dumb to believe this. So I've got nail-biting pecking order and the blank check and we will combine all these things uh, together. Now, I understand you have to put up a good front and we see this all the time in sports stories. The people that run the Bucks, the brass of the Milwaukee Bucks, publicly they're not worried. I putting up a strong front. A lot of machismo. You got to have a lot of machismo, right? Tough guy. They're tough guys. Um in, in, uh, I have no anxiety, no anxiety at all. That, that's the position publicly of the Milwaukee Bucks. Privately, just between me and you, right, if you could be a fly on the wall at the Milwaukee Bucks corporate offices where the big shots roam. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I will bet all of my money on the table that they are a nervous wreck. Because it, it, it's like the, the guy, you know, you know, when you're dating and, you know, you, you have an attractive uh, girlfriend, right? And she's like, I'm going to go out with my girlfriends. I'm going to go to the club and, or the bar or whatever, go bar hopping. Uh, and, and then you're like, okay, let me check in with her. I'll text her. And uh, she has her phone off yeah you're like, oh no, I'm not worried about that. I mean and of course we know that you you're freaking out in your head. you're like, oh, why is she not returning my text message? Why is she not getting back to me? It's that uh, you know that fake tough guy thing. It's that fake tough guy thing. And uh, this could be as much as two months if the Milwaukee Bucks go all the way to the NBA Finals and get to that final game, the pinnacle game and all that. It's going to be open season, not open sesame, open season. To brainwash a Kumba, it's, it's obvious. I don't care what the Milwaukee Bucks say. You can go pound sand. It's not this. Is what's going to happen if you're in the Bucks organization? It is nail biting time. All right, down to the to the very end of your fingernails. Right down to the very end. Giannis has said all the right things. Now that is true. He has said all the right things by the book. I don't know who wrote the book, but somebody wrote the book. And he has come across as one of those, I am loyal to the end. I'm a one-city guy, right? One-city guy. But we've heard this kind of rhetoric before from players, and that doesn't calm the nerves because people have said similar things, and then, bam, they're gone. They just go to another team. Uh, It happens. Right? You sing a song and dance, and then when you, you're you a free agent, you can you go anywhere you want. There's there's so many outside influences involved here with a player like Kumbo. Giannis has blossomed, to his credit, into the favorite to win the MVP award, and pretty much already given to Giannis. He's clearly better than LeBron this year. He should be the MVP. And he's a big enough star now where he has attracted what we affectionately call blood-sucking leeches who want to ride his coattails, giddy-up, right there on Easy Street, right? The hangers-on, the posse, the groupies that these NBA stars attract when they reach a certain level of celebrity. And so Giannis has all of those trimmings as a big international star. Now, part B of this. Uh, as far as the actual back and forth, you know, what's the line? I was born at night, but I wasn't born last night. Anyone who has been following the NBA, even if you don't like the NBA, and you only casually pay attention, and you're like, I'm not, I'm not going to watch the NBA. These guys are all political, and I'm not. But you've watched the NBA, you know that persuasion. All right, that word persuasion is standard in the instructional booklet that is handed out to everyone in the NBA. It is tampertastic is the NBA that's the word tampertastic right there there is a hierarchy like any business I'm in the radio business there's a hierarchy in radio but in basketball there's a hierarchy and it involves the elite players in the NBA and when you reach the top not here up here the very top of the pecking order all right when you're up there, Uh, of the elite of the elite, the creme de la creme, it is open season. There is no shame in the poaching game if you're one of those big guys in the NBA. Now, the good news for the Bucs is the fact that the Golden State Warriors are not on the cool kids list. They didn't get to go behind the velvet ropes. They have to wear the dunce cap and go to that loser's bracket. So that means that Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, all those guys – are not going to be able to put a full, port, a full court press, rather, on Giannis, and they won't have the opportunity. If they had the opportunity, you know that they would have certainly done that. So who is most likely to try and seduce seduction for Giannis Uh I think we should spin the wheel of speculation. I think that's what we should. So why don't we spin the wheel of speculation here on the bubble teams? Now, I would say to keep an eye on, I've got a, it's not a list because I don't do list radio, but there's five teams, all right, five teams. There we go. We spin the wheel. The wheel goes round and round and round, and where it stops, oh, there it is, a five-pack. I've got the Boston Celtics, the Brooklyn Nets, Brooklyn in the house, the Los Angeles Lakers, the Dallas Mavericks, and the Miami Heat. I got those five teams. There are only 22 teams in the bubble. Five of them I have just named, the Celtics, Nets, Lakers, Mavericks, and the Heat, who will all be big game hunting. They will be offering Giannis manies and petties in the bubble and shoulder massages and bubble baths uh, is what they're going to be doing. Now, you know that LeBron James, he's got to be high on this list. He cannot help himself. right? LeBron's entire DNA as a player is to... Get other players to come set him up, so he's on he's on the easy path there. That's what he's done. That's where he's had his success. Uh, he went to Miami, built a, a super team there with Wade and with uh, Bosch and then he didn't go back to Cleveland until the, the Cavaliers met his demands. Right? They had they had to trade for Kevin Love, which they did because they had the number one pick. They had already drafted Kyrie Irving, so they had filled the roster out. And he he went to the Lakers, and we saw what happened when he didn't have the players around him. They didn't even make the playoffs. So then he had to go and maneuver like the puppeteer that he is and get the, uh, the very uh, interesting unibrow to follow him. So uh, LeBron's going to be doing his thing. Kevin Durant, who's not there, uh, and Kyrie Irving, who's not there, but they need a third wheel. So they're going to have some of their surrogates from Brooklyn try to get a hold of the Greek freak. And then I would put Mark Cuban on this list. Loved, uh, loves Luka Doncic, but imagine a one-two punch a yin to the yang of, of Luka Doncic and then Giannis Adentacumbo as a one-two lethal combination. You got Pat Riley, and in Pat's mind, he's like that slick, like mob boss kind of guy. Like he thinks he can get anything done because he's selling South Beach. And who the hell doesn't want to live in South Beach? Uh we used to have a vagrant that called the show from South Beach. I guess he's the one guy that doesn't want to live on South Beach, but but Pat Riley could get that one last big free agent signing and the the Miami Heat would be set up. Now, there's a lot of gymnastics with the salary cap that many of these teams, if not all of them, would have to do, but the possibilities are endless if Giannis Adentakumbo is ready to play. Right? If he's ready to play, then then we're on. He wants to play for you. Now the last word here. So that I mentioned that Giannis is saying all the right things and it sounds like he wants to be a one city player with Milwaukee. But there are so many exceptions to the rule in the NBA. Guys that play on one team, and you say, well, Reggie Miller, John Stockton, Tim Duncan, Kobe, Dirk Nowitzki, uh, there's others as well. But most of the all-time greats change laundry. Like Michael Jordan wearing a Wizards uniform, Carl Malone running around in that uh, ugly Lakers uniform. Shaquille O'Neal was tossed around like a pinata At a kid's birthday party from team to team to team and the greatest power center of all time in the NBA. And then you, you know, Dwayne Wade, think of him mostly with Miami, but he bounced around. He played with a bunch of teams after he left the Miami Heat. So you get the point, right? And there's almost no loyalty in sports. And in fairness, it is a two-way street, right? The whole loyalty conversation, which comes up from time to time, teams aren't loyal, players aren't loyal. Everyone, it's a blood sport. Everyone's out to get their own. Unless you're good. If you're good, the team will be loyal. But the moment you become a liability, it's bye bye, bye bye, uh, right? It, it's, uh, it's get you out of here. The goodwill ends. You become expendable. And so the Greek freak, right now, he's a supernova, right? He's supernova. He's in that territory. So he's got a blank check. He's got carte blanche here, Giannis Adentacumbo, Big Fish. Relatively small pond. Milwaukee's not the smallest market in the NBA. There's several cities that are lower than Milwaukee. But in terms of television, this is really a television sport. At this point, with no fans in the crowd, it is only a television sport. Milwaukee's the 35th biggest television market in the United States. It's a little bit bigger size-wise than San Antonio. So the question becomes, does Adentacumbo want to be a big fish in a gigantic ocean? Right? Or does he want to be a, 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 a giant fish in a really small pond? So it's one of those stuck between the devil and the deep blue sea situations. And it's going to play out. we got a lot of time to talk about this. We'll do many more Mallard monologues between now and the point where you have to either make a decision or stay, You know, yeah, the point of demarcation is what I'm trying to say. We'll have many monologues about this in the months to come. All right, this is the Ben Maller Show. You want to talk about any of that, it is all a fair game here at eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Operators are standing by, and it's absolutely free to call in right now for a limited time. I'm going to start charging. I think we'll charge, what, are you, $5 a minute next hour if you call in? $5 a minute. Uh, but if you call in now, it's free, and if you call in right now, I will give you two calls for the price of one, which means you can call another time. Down the line, isn't that how the infomercial game works? Right, and the clock is ticking. You better call right now. I love those interviews, Uh, those uh, infomercials. I tried to interview the the greatest infomercial guy of them all, Ron Popiel, and I talked to Ron Popiel's publicist. He's retired, and I I talked to Mister Popiel's publicist, and he was like, "Who?" He was uh, Ron Popiel, the greatest guy, the god of all. Never heard
6: of him. Well,
4: you don't understand infomercials. Billy Mays is the god of all. Nah, infomercials. nah, nah! Only because he died, you, you're calling him a, a false god. I'm, I'm sorry. I've read books on infomercials. Billy Mays is good, but the gold standard is Ron Popeil. Ron Popeil is the king of all kings. Said it and forget it. His, fa- he comes from a family. I believe his family created like the Vegematic, the Dialomatic, the Chop-o-matic, uh, all those crappy products that they sold and. Uh, Anyway, I tried to interview him, and he was all good to do it on the podcast. And then uh, he asked for a list of people we had interviewed on the podcast, and so we gave him the list. And it was early on in the podcast. We had only had a couple of people on, and uh, we didn't have big enough names on, so he, t- he turned us down. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he turned us down because we had not had big enough games uh, names on the podcast. So they didn't didn't approve of that, which which was a little devastating. But I'm still a fan. I'm still a fan I'll of his. I'll go with the ShamWow guy. You like the ShamWow guy? Yeah, You're a fan of that. Uh, uh, he got yeah. beat up by a hooker.
2: <laughs> oh, oh,
8: that's that's What's happened wrong to a with lot that? of people. Yeah, yeah that come happens. on, man. It's you have a bad day. I just I just Googled Ron Popeil. Yeah. And almost every picture that comes up on Google when you when you look for him, it looks like his head was photoshopped onto his body.
4: in Every one of these hey. pictures. Are you saying he's had some work done? Coop? He's had... <laughs> yeah. Well, I I saw there was a photo I saw of him and the My Pillow guy side by side, like a couple. They were having a power dinner somewhere in L.A. in Beverly Hills. They had a the, <laughs> all right. Well, wow!
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi,
1: checking in for
0: or the perfect table.
1: Hey, where are you
0: coming?
4: We have no music. Oh, there it is. There is. Oh. <laughs> How about
5: that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled.
4: Who goofed? I've got to know. I will not reveal Who? the person that failed to hit the button, but his initials are RF. Uh, that's all I will say. It's right. a right. uh, loop what do, we, what do we have here? Well, the
8: 76ers uh, admitted to chemistry issues earlier in the season, but some think that they may have found a fix for that. Uh, Brett Brown revealed to the media that Ben Simmons has been playing exclusively at Power Forward this past week. Ben, do you think the 76ers could be a legit threat in the East when basketball starts back up?
4: No. uh, No, I do not. I did find this story interesting, though, and I got a kick out of it because really what Brett Brown is admitting is, A, that – Simmons is an abject failure as a point guard, that he hasn't figured out how to shoot from the outside, and even he just doesn't have confidence doing it. And so they're like, what did I see? Shake Milton is supposedly going to be the, the point guard. I know he lit up, I think it was the, the Clippers at Staples Center. He, uh, he had a r- redonkulous uh, game there. The great Shake Milton. Um, but listen, I'll believe it when it actually happens. I know Brett Brown's saying that. But even as a power forward, unless Ben Simmons figures out a reliable jump shot, I, I still put him as a liability because he's he's going to be handling the basketball a lot, right? You can call him whatever you want. He's still going to be dribbling the ball around quite a bit. So I, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, I'm in a show-me state of mind. And B, the 76ers are a very fragile team. Like. I like Joel Embiid. He's good to talk about. He does crazy stuff. He's reclimped, right? He's he's a guy that feeds off the emotion of the crowd. And there is no crowd in Orlando. And so I'm not buying stock in the Sixers. I'm not. All right, next. Now, the closest
8: anyone has ever come to a 2,000-receiving-yard season was Calvin Johnson uh, when he fell only 36 yards shy. Uh, Tyreek Hill said on a podcast earlier this week that he has set a goal for for himself of 2,000 yards this season. Do you think Hill can be
4: the first 2,000-yard receiver, Ben? All right. There is zero chance, zero chance that Tyreek Hill will get 2,000 yards. And I'll explain it to you like you're five years old. Right, Number one, Tyreek Hill, he's never crossed the 1,500-yard threshold, so he's got to get there first. And I I understand, well, you're supposed to be, he's the greatest guy, the fastest guy, he's the cheetah and all that. Um, But it's just simply impossible because there are multiple reasons as to how Tyreek Hill can't do it. The main problem that Tyreek's got is not that he's athletically not gifted enough, he's on a good team. That's going to work against him. Calvin Johnson, when he went real close to 2,000, he was over 1,900 yards. The Lions won four games that year. They sucked. They were on the Vomit Comet. Four wins. They were 4-12. and And that became the singular focus of that Detroit team to feed and stuff the stats of Calvin Johnson. The Chiefs obviously are in a different tax bracket. They've weaponized. The only way Tyreek Hill would get close to 2,000 yards is if Kansas City blows. If Mahomes gets hurt and they're terrible and they fall off the map, that's the only way. But even then... He'd have some other jamoke thrown in the football, so the chances go down on that. All right, next. Pelicans guard Josh
8: Hart, former Laker, was pictured taking in a round of golf with his coach Alvin Gentry and J.J. Redick. Afterwards, Hart tweeted out that golf is the worst sport imaginable. Ben, what is your worst sport?
4: No, golf's not that bad. I mean, you just gotta—you got to approach it the right way. When you're terrible, you just have to embrace the suckage. Well, yeah, I, I, yeah. Do. I think
8: he's yeah. just—he's awful at it. What? What? Yeah, what,
4: yeah. what? What sport are you worst well, at? Well, you know, I'm good at basketball. I'm Moneyball Maller. In baseball, they called me the Ben Bino when I played little league baseball. Football, I was Bone Crusher Maller. Uh, but <laughs>
2: come on, man. But
4: the uh, those are all true names. Uh, but I actually—I did break a kid's arm in high school. I did. Hey, what? Tackle One-on-one <laughs> tackle drill, which I think has been outlawed now, but I broke a kid's arm. Uh, but, no, the uh, the sports that I despise are like racquetball or tennis. A lot of lateral quick movements I do not enjoy very much. <laughs> so that's a nightmare for a, a fat guy who, you know, I've lost a lot of weight, but I still consider myself an honorary fat guy. So that's a problem. So, yeah, you know, racquetball, tennis, those kind of sports. All right, there it is. Mallard to the third degree. How did we do? And you pass this edition. There it is. That's a winner. Put it on the board. More choked up.
5: Yes. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Attention, everyone. And the the password password is Password. You idiot. Password, the word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller.
4: All right, strikeout with a delayed reaction of the band. Bad job by them. Heads are going to roll. All right, here we go. It is Password, the word game of the Stars each and every week at roughly this time. We play Password. Let's not dilly-dally. We'll get right to the game. And who do we have playing? We have, let's see here, uh, Mason the Millennial is going to play. Hello, Mason. What's up, Ben? Mason as a millennial. As a millennial, are, are you are are you upset that like Gen Z is now the one? They they're the younger generation. Everyone's goofing on. Does that bother you?
5: Well, yeah, they've taken most
8: of the slack. So yeah, they're the the now.
4: Yeah, you you had your time as a millennial where we goofed on millennials, but now we've moved on to Gen Z. So that's they're, they're next. And anyway, how's life treating you, Mason? Everything good? Yes. Yeah, parents are kicking me out because I'm smoking too much grass, so they're going right. to take money out of my savings account and pay first and last month rent. Oh, wow. All right, getting booted out of the house there. The parents over the the weed smell. I got you. All right, uh, Coop can give you some pointers on how to hide that if you want. Uh, hold on a sec. And uh, what do we have? Chris in Boston wants to play. Hello, Chris. Hello, Christopher. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. All right, Chris, welcome, buddy. Uh, what's going on with you? you? uh you up early or have been up all night?
5: No, I, I'm up all at this time every day. Landscaper to the stars over here.
4: That's right, Landscaper to the stars. You need yard work, lawn work. You're the guy to call, yes? Yes. Exactly. All right. Uh, Mason, who do you want to partner up with? Mason the Millennial in uh, California.
5: I'll uh, take Coop. All
4: right, the weed guys are united. Chris, who do you want to partner up with there? The maller Maneuver. There we go. You know the mallet Maneuver. We're Oops. in it to win it.
8: I'm actually better at the
4: maller Maneuver. No, you're not. That's a lie. I invented that, it. Yeah.
8: That's what I'm a pro at. Perfect. Yeah. All pro
7: right, let's smoking, get to the game. Smoking Enough weed. grab ass. Let's go.
4: All right, uh, Mason, <laughs> pick a number, 1 to 10. You're going first. Go ahead. Hurry up. 5. Number 5.
8: All right, Mason, uh, I'm going to go... Uh, what are you going to do?
4: Wellness.
7: Hell,
5: yes.
8: No. No, that it's was easy.
4: Points. That was a layup. Come on, that was the easiest one on the board. Still sure counts. It's a blowout. All right, shut up. <laughs> uh, Chris, pick, pick a number, one to ten, but not five. Number three. All right, number three. Right, I got a couple of possibilities on this one. Uh, let's go... What? There's what you... always a couple of possibilities. <laughs> That's well, what you... I got. <laughs> I got Well, decide. there's nothing uh, I can do on this one. I I got to decide what I'm gonna do. All right. Take I'm thinking about it right now. Is what I'm doing. Uh, how about a uh, the word is pledge alliance. No. Uh,
8: let's go with uh. Oh 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 oh! oh.
4: Okay. Whoa! What I thought just happened? I, thought I, thought I, I just had an epiphany. I just had an epiphany. Go That's, ahead. Cool. Well, it doesn't matter
8: because we're going to get it here. No, you're not, uh, Mason. The the clue I'm yeah. going to give you is
3: vow.
5: Mm.
3: He's thinking. And what do he oh, say?
4: Enlist? No. Enlist. Right. Chris. What? Cr- uh, oh. Chris in Boston. Right. Maller Maneuver. Mala Maneuver. Malin maneuver. Oh, All right, listen. Chris, you heard I- my first clue was Pledge. All right, here we go.
7: Yeah,
4: I didn't hear, I didn't hear what Coop said, though. I- he was kind of breaking up. Like, so. Uh, uh, don't worry about that. Who, who cares? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> he said dog. He, he said <laughs> All right. Here we go. <laughs> everyone, everyone, everyone quiet on the set. Quiet on the set. Here we go. Shh. Pinky...
7: Swear. <laughs> no! No!
5: <laughs> no! Terrible, clue. <laughs> Terrible clue! Oh my god!
7: One <laughs> 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 of the, the worst mal maneuvers no, of
4: all time. No, Awful. it is not! I pushed back against that! Oh. That's a bad job by you, Chris! How dare you, Christopher! Speaky! <laughs> <laughs> uh.
8: ah! Nathan, do I even have to give you a clue? Do you, do you know what it is?
7: He needs a clue.
8: I, I mean, I guess. I mean, the clue I would give would be, a swear. What? What? Yeah, the cool. same. The same thing that he just guessed. That's a good clue.
3: Not good Promise. enough, apparently.
7: Oh, he got it. What? Do you, what? Promise. Yeah! Oh, yeah. 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 It's a- Chris. Ha-ha. <laughs> Why 17 to the, nothing. The, 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 I think it's over. The term
4: is pinky promise. That's the term. Not pinky swear. Pinky what? swear no, the more no. common Yeah, it term. is pinky swear. No, pinky promise is no. more swam.
7: Su- no, no, no you're wrong. if you're five.
4: Pinky- yeah, well, I'm
2: five,
7: okay?
4: <laughs> well, that's kind of true. Seventeen Jeez. nothing. Ben, I think it's over. Yeah, I think so. No, I just ben typed, typed in a know, wait. wait. You, I just typed into Google "picky" and promise it filled <laughs> it out right there. So you guys are wrong. I'm right ben with I'll the have picky. You no. Know, yeah, you called me out on
2: Twitter saying that it wasn't as easy as it seemed when you're under pressure. I think yes. I nailed it.
4: Oh, Yeah. You nailed it. How dare you? Give All me right. my
0: golden ticket. No. Run no. It.
4: No. <laughs> no. You no. got it. No. he's no. got it. Mason no. gets he the golden ticket. No, Pinky Promise. Play the music. Pinky the, Promise. Got it.
7: There it I is. Go
4: Everyone knows. Oh, go stop. Oh, shut out. 17 uh, nothing. I'm ending this dumb game. It's just so ridiculous. That was the greatest amount of manure ever. Oh, Everyone terrible. knows the term is picky promise. No, picky
3: Pinky
7: Promise. I said Picky into the
4: promise. It's Pinky Promise.
3: Promise. Pinky Promise. <laughs> <laughs> the journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin.